Hey folks, it's your keeper speaking. That's right, it's Val Patron back at it again. I know you missed me. Who wouldn't, baby? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but seriously, thank you so much for tuning into the penultimate episode of A Horror Borealis Presents Losers, a Love Story. I'm going to get some final housekeeping out of the way before we get into any of this more serious stuff or credits for folks. Um, so thank you for your patience with that one. Um, you can find more episodes of this podcast, as well as the main campaign for Aurora Borealis, on the OneShot Network, a network with focus on gaming and tabletop. You can find other rad podcasts like Campaign Skyjacks, Neo Scum, Character Creation Cast, and many, many, many more over on OneShotPodcast.com, as well as more info about us at Horror Borealis. If you like the folks who make up Losers a Love Story, then you just are smart and beautiful. Now, um, check out our production team, Paperboat Productions. Uh, we're a pretty new podcast production team, but it consists of everyone you hear on this show, plus more. Podcasts like JB Reads the Tea, where JB Hampton Van Sant, who plays Mike, uh, reads tarot cards to guests, which is really cool. Uh, there's Playing Games with My Heart by Addison Peacock, who plays Beverly, and she gets to play dating sims with her friends and guests and then reviews them in very fun and sexy ways. Um, I'm one of the editors on that, so it's always a fun time to listen in and tune into Addison's uh, essentially Let's Play podcast. <laughs> um, and The Creature Report, uh, which is hosted by yours truly. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. I'm lying. It's about doing an improv show about like making up creatures. It's a lot of fun. We also have a lot of bonus content over on our Patreon, um, like podcasts like 10 Minutes in Kingdom Heaven, hosted by Alex Flanagan. Um, if you think 10 Minutes in Kingdom Heaven, what's that mean? You're think you should think it's about Kingdom Hearts, and Alex is going to talk about Kingdom Hearts. We also have Shonen Jump Weekly Weekly, which is a long-running podcast that MJ and... Alex have been doing for a while that we just recently uh, acquired for our Patreon. Um, and then there's also our monthly show and tell series of which one of us talks in a salon format of things that inspire us, something that we like. Um, JV this month did one on tarot reading. I believe last month uh, Tim was talking about their favorite painting by Ringo Starr, which is awesome. The video I think is still up on that one. Um, but yeah, with this group, we strive to make inclusive and creative content, which focuses on what joy can be brought through collaboration. So if you want, you can check us out at Paperboat Pods on Twitter. Um, we, Like I said, we also have a Patreon, um, which you can find on that Twitter as well. If you were listening to this, you should probably know or already know that we have a listener party most Saturdays with Thay from Thay and Twilight on Twitch. The cast hangouts, the fans get to share their thoughts, and if we're really, really lucky, we get to see one of Thay's kitties. I just got really excited. I love them both. Um, Thay, thank you so much for streaming every episode of Losers A Love Story, and thank you for constantly supporting us. We know you don't have to, and we're so honored every second that you get to do it for us. <laughs> so, uh, another thing, fans. As I said, this is the penultimate. Thank you for sticking with us. Whoever's going to do the last one, I know who it is, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm sure you know who it is too, but they're going to have a lot more to say on that. But 
thank you so much for supporting us as we did this little experimental mini arc. <laughs> we, I say mini, we all have been saying mini, short, tiny. It's like 15 episodes. We made a whole series and you guys stuck with us as we made this. And it's been so much fun every step of the way. And so, so wonderful. And we're all so grateful to be playing these characters for an audience that's so accepting and cool. So thank you. So without further ado, our content warnings this time around consist of spiders, child endangerment, sexist language, and dismemberment. Thank you to our amazing audio wizard and sound designer, Ryan Bolter. Addison Peacock plays Beverly Marsh. Alex Flanagan plays Bill Denbro. Andrew Giada plays Ben Hanscom. My, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reading this off of a list and it auto-corrected Ben Hanscom to Ben Handsome. Sorry. <laughs> J.V. Hampton Van Sant as Mike Hamlin. MJ as Stan Uris. Tim Warner as Richie Tozier. And Val Patron, that a me, as Eddie Kasparak. Thank you again, everyone, and enjoy Loser's Love Story. first thing we see is the dim sort of pale green light filtering through in all sorts of strange directions and illuminating patches of slimy, damp concrete as shadows play against the walls and liquids we'd rather not think about splash around as we see a group of young children come making their way painstakingly through what seems to be a sewer corridor. Mm. I don't know that it matters what order we're in. Um, <laughs> I just sort of want like some flavor text, some like, you know, some some quick little bites of scenery as we're as we're playing with this. So the initiative the, the order is. Losers. Uh, oh my god. This is, I think um well I think it's we can say okay. that Bill is going first. Sure. <laughs> I, I think that's Mike fine. Is... I would also like to know yeah. who's going last. That's the other thing that I'm kind yeah. of. I feel like in. it would be, if I may, I feel like it would be Eddie. What? <laughs> Fuck you! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it would be Richie. Then it's Ben. Yeah, I was gonna say Ben. Um, okay, I feel like so it's Ben's... either Eddie or Ben. Because I don't think Eddie would want to go last, and I don't want to keep fighting about order. But yeah, <laughs> it's fine. No. Um, Eddie would know that the odds. The Eddie order. would know that statistically, people who stand at the back of the line are the most likely to get picked off by clown monsters. <laughs> sure, <laughs> fine. Then Ben is at the end of the line. Yes, mm -hmm. great. I think, uh, um, and I think we just get sort of a, a a brief snapshot of them. You know, with 
like Bill holding up his flashlight, trying to illuminate the space in front of them, making his way cautiously through this initial corridor, very clearly trying not to think about what their actual surroundings are. I do feel like Ben has like a little branch that he found somewhere or like a, oh. a loose plank of wood that fell off that. of a wall. Mm-hmm. My son. Beverly has whittled a large, uh, like a large branch uh, into like a spear. Mm. Oh yeah, queen. Oh. I like that. Um, since earlier in the house, Eddie had to get his arm relocated since it was dislocated. Um, yeah. And I like to think that maybe there is like a makeshift, um, <laughs> a makeshift like um, a sling. And I don't know what it's made out of, but just, you know, kind of this makeshift sling. Um, I think maybe something that would be kind of fun just as a detail is like, there's a strip of everybody's shirt missing. Like the bottom <laughs> of everyone's shirts we are, are missing. We're all in crop tops. And, it's 1988. And that's, and that's what Eddie's shirt is made out of. Yes. I love it. I like it. I think yeah. it's cute. I love the idea that like everything is a ritual mm-hmm. with these children. And so like the symbolic blood brother <laughs> bullshit of everybody's shirt being a part of like nobody's giving up their entire shirt, but everybody will yeah. give up a part of their shirt for Eddie. I I have um, a little uh like image symbolism that'll bring us back to adulthood if we're ready for that. I'm ready if anybody for that. else wants I am almost ready. Yeah. Mike is Mike has a has a has a pocket knife, but is unsure of why they have, like, unsure of why he's got it out. Like, it, like, just simply because, like, what the fuck am I actually going to do with it? I, whatever. I have to have something. I, Everybody I else has that, a thing. I'm holding I this. I forgot to bring a thing. Didn't even think to Wait, bring a thing. I was, was going to say, um, Mike had it out because Mike is the one that tore up all the shirt pieces with the pocket knife. <laughs> And then oh, just didn't yeah. put it away. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Val. Yes, that is what it is. <laughs> um, Stan right. doesn't have a weapon. <laughs> uh, Stan is unprepared uh, for probably the first time in his life. Uh, what he does have, uh, and I think the camera sort of zooms in through the the line of kids, and Stan, Stan is somewhere in the middle because he, like Eddie, knows uh, where to sort of insulate himself against violence. <laughs> <laughs> what he does have uh, clutched in one uh, trembling hand is uh, his bird book. And I think we, we sort of oh. zoom in on that and we zoom back out. And it's the same group of people, maybe in a little slightly different order, but same stretch of sewer mm-hmm. uh, deep deep down in there. And he is holding his bird book uh, and also still unarmed, still a little bit unprepared, even though he got there before everybody else. <laughs> Uh, Bill in the present day is holding up his smartphone and using the flashlight on that to <laughs> illuminate the path in front of them. Hell yeah. Um, Smart. I and I think, that. you know, for whatever reason, whether it is just the memory of the way this happened last time acting on the subconsciously or the fact that he still feels <laughs> kind of guilty and unsettled about the way this all played out. But I think he's the one in front um, and he's sort of pushing them forward onward into these terrible, terrible sewers um, and what it is that they have to do. So um, Mike is still holding the axe from earlier, just simply at the well, at, at to sort of contrast with the with kid Mike and now Mike, he's holding this one with purpose. He knows why the fuck he's got this axe, and he knows what they we, have to do. And to we that get the glow end, up from kid Mike to adult Mike. We also get the glow up from the pocket knife to the axe. Hell yeah! <laughs> Richie has still not prepared. So to that end of like that. Of that, uh, 
sort of the confidence being there a bit, and also the knowledge, haha, tying it back, Mike is going to say, now we have to remember, we need to stay together this time. We can't, we can't separate for this. We have to stay together in order to get to where we need to go. Mm-hmm. No argument from me there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would rather not mm-hmm. uh, go through anything alone again. I'm not going anywhere. Um, in the pocket of uh, her robe, Beverly has one of her hands, uh, the other one out, um, ready to throw down if she has to. Uh, but her Hell her yeah. left hand uh, is in the pocket of her robe, um, just resting her fingertips on top of uh, the folded up postcard there, as if holding on to it can remind her where she needs to be, what she needs to do, and why we all came here, came down into these nasty sewers in the first place. <laughs> the sewers are confirmed nasty. Oh yeah, yeah canonically I'm nasty. My fucking nice ass silk robe mm-hmm. for sleeping, and it's just it's getting all poopy. <laughs> we'll replace your goddamn robe. We've been stepping around it this whole time, and then you just had to come out and say it. <laughs> <laughs> what a shitty thing to do. We're not stepping anyway, around it. We're stepping uh-huh. in it. I think that. Part of this scenario, you know, you've got these like creepy, damp, slimy walls and this like weird off color light that's sort of filtering and Mm -hmm. shifting through everything and bouncing off of the water and these strange patterns and making everything look very ethereal and creepy. And on top of that, there's like strange sound playing around and everybody's voices whenever they speak, it just sounds like echoey and, and odd. And I think that maybe as we proceed forward, it starts to sound like there are other sounds too. Like, for a while, it's just us down here and our own voices playing off the walls in ways that make us feel strange and, like, at unease. But the further we go, the more it seems to become apparent that there are sounds coming from deeper into the sewers, which, under normal circumstances, is a thing that you should not ever hope to hear. (laughs) But I think (laughs) Mm -hmm. that, unfortunately, we know it means we're going exactly the right direction. And maybe at first, it's just weird disembodied laughter or footsteps coming from a direction that they shouldn't be coming from or maybe the sound of rushing water in a way that it shouldn't be down here uh, but I think eventually probably we start to hear creepy childlike voices and calliope music calliope music and the whispering of dead children my favorite album <laughs> <laughs> So do we do we kind of come across like an end section of the the sewers where there's like this iron door? I kind of want to say, um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. at least I feel like yeah, yeah. And like either either we go through that, which is where all of this noise is coming from. So like we got to go through it, or like we could turn around and just leave. But I mean, ooh, can I mm-hmm. suggest something? Yeah. yeah. I think there's a thing that's been happening as we've been moving through these sewer tunnels, which is that, you know, maybe like we'll occasionally come across a dead end, right? Um, We don't have a map of these things. We have no way to navigate. We're just sort of following instinct and impulse. Occasionally we'll come across a dead end. But the weird thing about these sewer tunnels is that you'll know that you came straight down a tunnel and suddenly you'll be at a dead end. And when you turn around, Mm. it's not the same as it was when you came there. 
right? So like if you walked straight down a hallway and saw a dead end and then turned around, it's not straight mm-hmm. anymore. There's like a thing that branches off to the right or the left or something. Yeah. Like the tunnels are not the same even as we're walking through them. So I think probably that the situation with this door is we walk up to it and then as we turn around, maybe even to like ask each other Ooh. what we should do, there is no other exit. Yeah, that oh sucks boy. in a good way. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. that's what we go for here. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the mission statement. There's <laughs> a love story. That sucks, but in a good way. There's a, there's a something that looks like a, like a drawing on this door, or on this naughty. It it doesn't look like a door. It just sort of looks like a continuation of tunnel that's been boarded up somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And there, but there's like a graffiti style, like drawing of a balloon just right, right there. So maybe it's like boarded up. And if you're cool with this, maybe instead of Mm -hmm. being like a graffiti type thing, it looks like a kid with a pocket knife would carve into it. It looks like something that like some delinquent kid and especially because we had that imagery of Mike with the pocket knife as a kid I kind of love this idea of just like you know when you're hiking or you go across like a a bridge or something where some teens have like carved their initials Mm -hmm. into something and I think that's what it is it's this kind of like very hacky carving job that was clearly like scraped out with somebody's pocket knife or somebody's dad's pocket knife um, that is these like weird balloons Mm-hmm. Or just the one balloon. That's even creepier, actually. Just the one balloon. balloon. I like that a lot. This is actually, JV, I know mm-hmm. that you're not familiar with the source material, but there is like mm-hmm. a, a symbol on the door in the book that's like, everybody sees it as something different. I like that this is one yeah. there and two, something that we all get to sort of experience as the same thing. I think that's an interesting source of version. Yeah, it's neat. I think it being a balloon, the only other thing detail about this like weird balloon thing is that like it is a it is a red balloon. And for it to have color like in the in this thing. Oh, it's blood, isn't it? Ooh. What, what the hell else would it be? <laughs> Cranberry juice. I'm just I'm I'm just gonna go and then Richie turns around and uh, there's a wall. Okay, no, I'm not gonna go and I'm back at the blood balloon. Yeah, I it's think um, as we all sort of turn around, we're in a chamber now, and this is the only exit. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Huh. Well, that sucks. Yeah, well. it sure does. It's a fucking blood balloon right behind us. And we're, uh, I don't know why I'm surprised at this point. <laughs> Of course, like, of course, mm. fucking, of course uh, Mike, this would happen. Mike, you got that big old axe. Do you want to, I don't know, cut down the, the, the big choppy wood? Huh. Go for uh, it, big old This I, is certainly... <laughs> I don't know if this is... A, um, well, it's <laughs> certainly not... Um, this is certainly not wood, and this is an axe. An axe can't really get through, like, brick? No, oh, I thought what? it was. I thought it was boarded. Is it up. brick now? That's was no, sorry. wait. Let's roll with this. I thought it was boarded this. up. <laughs> I was no, let's roll with this. No, let's roll with the cask of Amatina. I had assumed it was brick it. because like wood would rot eventually. Um, no, no. no okay. well, Can I let me recommend something? Yeah. 
I think in the same way that like this thing is changing as we look away and like our parameters are shifting around us, mm-hmm. I think there's this uncertain quality to this door too. And I love this idea that like we described it as iron and then you were like, oh, it's this boarded up thing and like now it's brick. And I think it's not that all of us are seeing it differently. I think it's just that mm-hmm. we're each sort of have this different initial perception mm-hmm. of it. And as anybody says anything about it, like that's kind of how all of the rest of us see yeah. it too. Yeah. And so it it was wooden and now we're looking back at it and suddenly it's like yeah it's this weird decrepit old brick and it's kind of like there's stuff etched into it or like pieces mm-hmm. that are have like moss that's grown over it in the shape of this weird like discolored balloon but it it's still like different from everything else around it and very clearly like this weird freaky ass door that we have to deal with and i think maybe that's part of what gives us the indication that we're not just going to get through this thing by pushing mm-hmm. our way through, right? But but now now it's now it's brick, and we gotta we gotta deal with this fucking brick now. Yeah. And that you like you said, the axe isn't gonna do that shit. So, mm-hmm. uh, there's there's gotta there's there's gotta be something else. I mean, damn, I don't know if Ben wants to give this a shot. Like, I... <laughs> there's a Richie like reaches into this like this poopy water and tries to lift up this big rock that he's gonna try to throw at the at the um, brick wall can someone help me i'm i did just remember strong. that i have a can of hairspray and a lighter <laughs> yes! you're gonna melt the brick you're gonna melt I the don't brick know. i i i i love bev so much i just i <laughs> just I think Ben is going to walk up and try and, like, press on it to see if there's any loose mm-hmm. bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think maybe, like, he probably finds one. It's old. It's nasty. Um, I think he's going to try and pull it out and take a peek and see if there's anything behind it. Um, so I think he's he's going to be able to find, like, one of the top, like, corner bricks kind of up higher. But because he is very tall, he can, like, reach it and yeah, pull it out. Yeah, he is. Um, and I think he takes a peek in and sees um, the inner chamber of of, but what is behind this wall? Um, so I think Ben is going to turn and say, "Hey, find some find some more loose bricks. See if we can get enough get enough bricks out to to just sort of bust the wall down." Oh, so we don't want to get this big old rock and throw it at the door. Okay, so I I, can, oh, I got shitty I mean, for no reason at all. Okay, yeah, you're you're pretty shitty. Yeah. Uh, I've got hand sanitizer, buddy. (laughs) If you if you want it, I don't know that it's gonna help with whatever that is. But um, thank you, Mike. And Richie puts a shitty hand on Mike's (sighs) shoulder. Um, (laughs) And that's why I didn't offer him hand sanitizer in the first place. Beverly is uh, joined to help. Slap the shit out of you when we get out of here. Beverly is joined uh, the search for loose bricks. Running hand uh, over the door. Is does anything happen as? I am touching the door and poking and prodding at the door. I think maybe, um, let me refresh my, my knowledge of your moves, but would now be a time to have some sort of a psychic vision. Oh. Um, oh. I mean, I, I think, really I think it would. Um, the way it that would. it works for caught in the deadlights is if something bad is happening somewhere, I'm not. Something bad's hmm. happening right can inside the door. I'm, can I yes. make a recommendation? Please. Um, if you don't mind handing me GM control for a second here. Take my hand, take control, I do think, your thing. 
I am I am guiding your hand over this mysterious wall. I think that uh, you know everybody's sort of like pushing at these bricks and moving things. I think Beverly, you go to touch this wall and sort of look around for loose bricks, and as you're trailing your fingers down, you brush over this balloon emblem that's in mm-hmm. the middle of it which maybe is scratched into the wood or maybe it's chiseled into the brick or maybe it's this weird mossy thing that's grown over. It doesn't matter because you touch it and then suddenly we get this little vision of Beverly as a child brushing her hand over it and peering through and seeing in the room beyond where the deadlights are. And as a child, of course, you had no way of knowing what those were. You just saw Mm -hmm. this glow in the room beyond in this big cavernous chamber that was shining so much more brightly than anything down here should. Um, But of course, as an adult, you know exactly what those are. You remember them in an instant. And I think then maybe we pull back to the present and you almost pull your hand away as if you've been burned. It's just so sudden and so intense. (sighs) Bev, are you okay? It's here. It's right here. Oh. I have... Oh, wow. Okay, I have a move I would like to use. Oh, damn. I'm like... Yeah, well, I am I mean, I've literally been looking at this move and thinking there's... <laughs> there's... I... This has to make sense for this exact moment, doesn't it? Let's do it. What do you I've got? I've read about this sort of thing. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, um, which would be, uh, it is for act under pressure, though. Yeah, do you which, want to act under pressure? I think there's a lot of pressure happening. <laughs> yeah. That feels correct. Um, so basically with that, just for the, for the people listening, that uh, will be, uh, rolling with sharp instead of cool. Thank God, because my cool is a negative one, which I oh, feel God. is incorrect because I am holding an axe. Therefore, meaning <laughs> I am super cool. Take a plus one on cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you had that authority. Well, okay, fun so thing with so... that, I I rolled two fives, which is a ten. So that is a twelve on that. <laughs> what now, are what are you trying to act under pressure yeah, to do? What do you got to do? To remember what we should do here to get through this door. Okay, yeah, I'll allow that as an act under pressure rule. Yeah, so. We need to get through this. I mean, thing. not that it's up to me, but if I were GMing, I would allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it, even though I rolled the thing, which feels like a thing I'm not, I shouldn't necessarily do. But there we are. So I feel like, um, with a with a twelve, <laughs> I've got a I've got a way to get us through this. Now we discussed this a little bit earlier. Was is the plan that we need to sort of like remember that we have our totems and like that's what's going to get us? Through I the love thing? that, and that I love plan? you. I love this moment of you being the one to remember that with this role specifically yeah, because yeah. this was kind of your initiative in the first place, right? So, yeah. um, yeah, I think that if you're if you're willing to remember, then maybe we get even a sort of flashback to you in your library before all of us came back to Derry assembling this board with the red strings and and figuring out this thing about the totems um yeah so and if if you want to roll with that like go for it yeah so with the with that sort of flashback the flashback to uh, Mike just being in the library and like turning a page and literally seeing this door with this 
balloon sort of like balloon type symbol sort of on it. This isn't a photograph. This is just an illustration in this book. Um, you know, kind of convenient, but you know, storytelling. We'll leave it alone. Um, <laughs> and that, like, from seeing that image there, um, camera sort of flips, and we we sort of cut to looking at Mike and seeing that image of that, like, that face of realization. I read about this. I, I read about this before you guys got here. I know how we need to get through this. And I think with that, Mike is going to reach into uh, his pocket and pull out the rock. Oh, so the rock idea was right. Okay. And Richie goes back and starts picking up the rock again. <laughs> <laughs> Richie, not that rock. This rock is a special rock. Do you remember this rock, Richie? Uh, it's a lot smaller than this rock over here. It absolutely <laughs> is, but this is the one that this is the one that our dear friend Bev used to beat the shit out of a dude who I believe I just murdered. So there's that. Um. Anyway. Oh. Um. Yeah, we should so, talk about that later. Uh, we will. Good? We okay. will. We totally will. Maybe, possibly. In any case, but this, this, dear friends, this is my, uh, this is my item. This is my, my totem. So what all, what all were the things that you found? Um, Richie kind of reaches into his pocket and pulls out some broken glasses. You know, just, mm. uh, kind of a normal glasses. type useful item. <laughs> I don't see how this is going to open a door, but or a brick wall, or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, yeah, Bill reaches into his pocket and uh, sort of pulls out and, and unfolds in his hands the paper boat, the SS Georgie. I think uh, we all recognize the paper boat, not uh, that we've ever seen it before, but because it's part of this mythology from when we were kids of like, how Georgie disappeared and why it's Bill's fault. You know, it's not, but but mm -hmm. we've all heard this story from Bill and we know that it's this like fairly important symbol. Um, yeah. And I think uh, knowing that Bill has done something to get this thing back uh, this morning before before even having breakfast, my God. Um, Jesus. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is this kind of galvanizing serious moment it's it's this thing that kind of makes us all serious about getting through this door in a way that obviously we are because we're trapped in this room but we're cracking jokes and we're we're making you know <laughs> we're, we're making fun of each other and we're, we're sort of not um i don't not mentally confronting the fact that we're gonna have to go in there and fight this thing and maybe one of us is gonna die or maybe all of us are gonna die until we see this paper boat and we remember that people already died mm. and I think that's uh, that's enough of a, a moment that we can kind of all stick our totems out <laughs> and say well we gotta do something with this <laughs> hey Mike do yeah. we do we like offer them as a sacrifice or do we set them on fire or do we um, put them in the holes in the bricks or <laughs> and leave them for someone else to find later how are we supposed to light a rock on fire shush 
gasoline. We can just get it very hot. It's fine. It's a magic fire. Shut up. Okay. I think all we have to do is hold them, remember each other, and breathe, and take a step forward. And with that, I think Mike is going to do exactly that, basically walking directly into what looks to be a brick wall and simply passes right the fuck through it. Oh, he's a ghost. Mike's a ghost. Oh, damn. I think we see... I think we see this first thing happen. I think we see Mike take this all-important step of belief forward and vanish through the wall, and it seems impossible and strange and unbelievable, and... It seems like something that we should absolutely not try to replicate, but, you know, at the same time, there's this this tone of the moment, there's this aura, there's this, this energy that I think began with looking at these totems, and for all the things we've seen in our lives, for all the time we've spent away from Derry, there's this element of the same unhinged, wild, terrifying, incredible magic that suffused that summer when anything seemed possible. And I think that Bill looks down at his boat and he looks back at the rest of you and he smiles and he steps forward. And I hope I don't have to roll for that. I think I can just go through the no, wall. No, I think you go through the wall. <laughs> we didn't make Mike roll for it. I kind of want Bev and Ben to walk in while whilst holding hands. Is I just feel like enough? there's something really cute about okay, that. Okay, but is it wide enough for us to do that? Damn, Mike ships it so hard. I do. <laughs> um, I think it's it also be like I think going first and like one person is holding the hand of someone. Yeah. Them. Wait, okay, this yeah. is so silly. Yeah. What if we all do that? What God, if we all so do that? Yeah. Cute. <gasps> I think we should all hold hands and walk through. Make a yeah. Make a chain of yeah. <laughs> of children. Yeah, a chain. Okay, fine. Then can I retcon something? Yeah. Yes. Then I think I give this cool narration, but I think Bill looks down at the paper boat and looks back at everyone else and sort of, you know, smiles his little Bill Denbro mm. smile, his stupid little smile. Ugh, I and I think <laughs> <laughs> we know. And I think uh holds a hand back to Stan. Stan takes it. Obviously. Obviously Stan takes it. Um, and he offers his hand, I think, to Richie. Oh, you want to hold this? Okay. <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> and it's just wet sleeve. Stan's Boy, hand. <laughs> Stan hates this, but he also, he knows. It's like the right. It's right. This does suck, though. I hate it here. Yeah. Um, I think Richie extends his hand over to Eddie. Um, I think that Eddie at first is like, is that the poo water hand? I don't want to touch your poo water hand. That's You're going to get shit all over you anyway. It's fine. Uh, if I had to do it, you got to do it. <laughs> and then there's yeah, also just a on. slight hesitation of just like feelings. You know what Ooh. I mean? Like, yeah. Ooh, golly. Uh, but then takes it and tucks the cast, his childhood cast in with his sling that he's wearing um and he can't really extend his hand out (laughs) um but he kind of offers like an elbow or like part of his sling over towards uh beverly hmm i'm gonna take 
take the sling very gently. Very gently take the sling. So gently take the sling. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and um, take uh, my, uh, put the postcard out of my pocket and hold my hand out to, hold my hand out to Ben. And Ben will take the hand of Beverly and then hold out his hand to grab Mike. Mike's Mike gone. Who's on the other side of the wall? <laughs> that was Mike's already through. Yeah, Mike's already I wasn't sure how far back we were no, going. I so I think I think Ben reaches out his hand to grab whoever's behind him, and nobody's there. And then he puts his hand down because he thought oh, okay. he thought Mike. Hold oh. oh, Beverly's <laughs> hand with both your hands, coward. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ben has two hands. That's right. I think there's something I think there's something beautiful in Ben being the last one and kind mm-hmm. of like being the last one to also join the group and have Beverly be the one that pull him in. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. I'm really We simply love a visual oh metaphor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, can we go through the wall now? Yeah. And then all yeah, we let's all go through the wall. We all through the wall. Oh. And then we uh we step through. Can and I make a... I... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think when we step through, when we're in the room on the other side, we don't have yes, our please. items anymore. Yes. Ooh, I love that. Ooh. Mm. Sorry, Bev, specifically. Oh, You're no, the one no. who had a nice one. That's okay. But I think it's... <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's a nice... Or not nice, obviously, but I think it is important that part of going in there involves an act of sacrifice. Yes. You're right. Yeah, you, absolutely. you are correct, and I think that's a good way to do it. I think that we we find ourselves on the other side of this wall, and it's not even like we're all, you know, in a line coming through. I think we we take the step and then we're there. And our items are gone from our, our hands or our pockets or wherever they were. And we find ourselves in this big sort of cavernous chamber. And it's like, I think that maybe, and feel free to contribute details, there is sort of not an island in the middle of this room, but there is a large area that is much drier than the rest of it. So like sort of a a moat of this terrible sewer water surrounding most of it. But there are like patches of this land where... Uh, where you can like walk around on it without splashing through knee deep water. (laughs) Um, And there's probably all sorts of discarded relics. It looks like a twisted toy store. You know, Mm. there are like discarded baby shoes, definitely worn. Mm. Um, There are like, uh, you know, a bent wheel of a bicycle or a pair of roller skates with the wheels all busted and like these faded candy red colors and like weird distorted yellows and blues that have like faded under this creepy light and sort of rotted i think um there are some things that some of us maybe recognize from the last time we were not not even from the last Mm. time we were here but Mm. from that last summer like i think we do see the like skateboard of some kid who went missing that summer that had this like cool um custom you know bottom custom painted bottom yeah. um mm-hmm. and and that, that strikes a memory and uh when you know exactly you know which kid that belonged to and when they were taken you remember 
uh, seeing missing posters around town when we were when we were kids and yeah. And there's other stuff scattered down here too. You know, there are like crinkled soda cans or discarded candy wrappers in amongst like bones. Yeah. And I would like for each of us to say one thing that we see that we recognize from our childhood. Okay, I want to go last. Okay. Um, I'll go first then, other than the skateboard, which if that's okay. I mean, if you want to do another one, MJ, that's fine. Oh, no, that's fine. um, I'm I'm good. (laughs) Ben definitely sees like an old science project that he did in in, like for school. Um, He did like a solarium um, or what's it called? Like a mobile whatever of of the solar system that he distinctly remembers because um, they ran out of um, like red and orange paint. By the time they got to Jupiter, so Jupiter had to be purple. Um, <laughs> so he very distinctly remembers that and sees like, you know, it, it's not hanging up anymore. It's all like rotted on the ground and stuff, but it is very clearly still like there's the big kind of yellow circle in the middle and then all of the little circles around it. Um, and he can just barely make out like BH on um, like the back of the diorama. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, I think there's a little flash of light uh, glinting off of um, a, a cheap, like, fake silver uh, cigarette lighter. Hmm. Oh, yeah. There's a park bench that has some of its legs just bent, and it's broken a little bit, but it's just sitting in one of the corners. Hmm. There's a coat rack, and it has initials carved into it, it says EK and the other side says EC. And Eddie remembers this um, from childhood, remembering that before all the losers and before that, I mean, he was kind of friends with some of them, but before the losers were the losers, he had a friend named Eddie Cochran. And Eddie Cochran, they were the Eddies, you know? And, um, mm. He remembers when Eddie went missing summers ago. Mm. And that was his uh, parents' coat rack. My feelings. The fuck? Ugh. Why? I just wanted to put one of those missing kids it's from good. the book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Yeah. JD, you got one? I do. Um, what Mike sees is a couple items, but they they were all sort of in the same general area when they went um, missing which is a a Father's Day card, a Mother's Day card, and a family photo. Can't really see yeah. the faces on them, but he knows who they are. These were on the mantle of the fireplace of the house he lived in that burned down. You know what would be weirder than a park bench? A fucking arcade machine. Oh my god. Just one of those. Why is that in the sewer? I do like that. They can both be down there. I think that's really cool. How did that mm-hmm. get there? I think there's a, a kind of battered um, like seen much better days. Obviously it's down here. Uh, there's a Raggedy Ann doll. Oh yeah. Uh, the kind of doll you would give a little redheaded girl um, because it looks kind of like her. Because <laughs> oh. of the red string. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You got <laughs> it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And in the very center of this sort of island, uh, illuminated by the unnatural lights being cast from above, and very clearly in this position, almost on purpose, there's a bright yellow rain slicker. Oh, fuck. And in that moment, and in that moment, um, Bill sort of reflexively, without meaning to, tenses and... Stan, you realize that he never let go of your hand. Mm. We love it. I think um, Stan <laughs> Stan sort of squeezes your hand and he says, you good? Um, he, he looks over at you and I think just sort of reflexively without meaning to, he almost starts to smile before he recognizes, like, what's happening <laughs> and where you all are. And I think he kind of um, shakes his head and uh, just to clear his thoughts. And he goes, yeah, yeah, um, I'm, I'm good. Are, are, I mean, are, are, are you good? <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm not good. But oh. that's okay. I think from the, the direction of the, the rain slicker, you just hear, uh, Billy? I'm scared, Billy. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Yeah, a chill runs down Bill's spine, and he, again, tenses, but he... <sighs> He's heard this trick before. And, um... He sort of straightens his shoulders and looks up directly in the direction of the voice. Um, when you look at it, you can see the raincoat just kind of stand up and inside of it is now little Georgie rotting away. Oh. Dude, that's so good. I think it stands up kind of like a puppet. Like, yeah. You, can, yeah. you sort of see the like one shoulder get yanked up as though somebody yeah. is uh, grabbing it by like a little corner, mm-hmm. uh, and it slowly sort of becomes three dimensional as it's like filled up with ghost child. <laughs> Sorry, that's gross. There but... is. There <laughs> no, is. it's oh. perfect. I was gonna say there is like a familiarity on Georgie that you kind of saw with Henry Bowers, except it's not the familiarity of seeing the dead it's the familiarity of seeing someone controlled by Miss Pennifer Wise if you're nasty mm, puppeted mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bill instinctively steps forward without meaning to almost as if he's being compelled by something but in another way as if he somehow can put himself in between this horrible ghost of his past and all of the people that are here with him I think um if I if I may you may oh I may hey um uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I think uh, I knew it. <laughs> Stan grabs Bill's hand a little bit harder and he says hey I I can go up there I don't think you should do it and he he sort of stoops and picks up some piece of detritus like an old um I don't know, stick of <laughs> metal. <laughs> like, you know, a piece of rebar or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. From, the, rebar from the trash heap. And uh, I mean, he, like, pulls you back a little bit. He says, I think if you go up there, something really bad's gonna happen. And 
I don't... I mean, I don't know how to tell you this, Stan. I think something bad's probably gonna happen no matter what. Got that right. Well, you're probably not wrong, but you shouldn't go up there with uh, just your iPhone flashlight. So... <laughs> Oh, it's an yeah, iPhone it's now. <laughs> Don't forget it's to promote iPhone, our... so we know that Bill's not evil. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, this is some some the truth promotion with oh. Apple, huh? Bill is a protagonist drop. type. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I would like him to take that no. step with you. If you're if yeah, you're gonna yeah, go up there absolutely. and fight the thing, you're not gonna go up there alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that I probably also need an improvised weapon that's not an iPhone. <laughs> um, I am going to, from our surroundings, grab, uh, you know what? I think there's, I, there's another... What if oh, there, what were you going to say? What if there is, um, just the body of a bicycle that you can, like, <laughs> break? I was trying to say the body of a child. That you can just, I was going to say that you can break the handlebars off yeah. of. Yeah. But oh if you God. just want to whip a bike around, that's up to you. <laughs> I'm going to be real. If you would like the, the handlebar of a bicycle, I have an axe that I'm certain can be of assistance in getting you the handlebar of the bicycle. Which I, I was just gonna. Be. I was just gonna find like a long, heavy flashlight, like a like a heavy handled flashlight. Um, but that's a cop weapon. So what's not? Kind of rules. Yeah. You're right. That's a cop weapon. We're not doing let's that. Roll. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think I I look down and there's a, a children's bicycle and I uh, wrench the handlebars off and it, it pulls away easily. Almost as if this is the purpose this was meant for, or something. I don't know. We've put enough narrative bullshit in here. We know what's yeah, happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, we know what it's But time wrench for. this away and uh, look back at Stan and give you a little nod and uh, squeeze your head a little tighter. And whatever right. the next step that we're taking is, we're taking it together. Sweet. That is Can sweet I and I love it. Roll to do something? I mean, I don't know what yeah, I'm going to roll to yes, do, but I kind of want to kill this, you know, child ghost. Oh, you want to kill a child? Is this when MJ kills a child? <laughs> I, this is my heel turn. There's only one thing worse than a ghost. <laughs> a child. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do love that you put that on me. Stanley is uh, is not going to kill a child, but I have oh. uh, entered the game. <laughs> yes, MJ has been going here to, all what are, My stats are a little bit better than Stanley's because I'm extremely cool and I work out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will on the uh, fly invent a move if you want one. I don't have an idea as to what it will be. If you're if you're gonna kick some ass, roll to kick some ass. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Stan's. I mean, for for better or worse, kind of pissed off um, <laughs> that this thing is doing it again. Um, it's it's taken the form of Georgie so many times against so many of them at this point, uh, including him, and he. I think mostly he, just us. Yeah, yeah, well, mostly just us. But you know, he—he's uh, mad. He cared about this little kid, um, and he cares about Bill, and he cares about everybody here. And he's tired of feeling like he's just there because he's, you know, failed to kill himself. Sorry. Uh, yeah. And I think he's gonna—he's gonna move up the trash heap towards this creepy, laughing little kid, and he's gonna say, "You're not Georgie," and he's gonna swing his fucking rebar at it. <laughs> So I'm gonna roll to kick some ass. Oh yeah, that is not a great. That is not a great. What'd you get? I got a five. 
Um, yeah, my plus tough is zero, which is admittedly oh. better than I expected, <laughs> but not great. So I think what what happens is you swing this rebar at at the the child Georgie, um, intending to kill a child. Uh, and a child you, ghost? It is a ghost. On. Yeah, <laughs> you you slap him across the face with it, and it just kind of like twists his face. Or, or his head over, and then he just like kind of snaps his head back over to you, Ugh. and then uh, just like gut punches you. Ooh. Okay. Oh Oof. man. Well, Stan's gonna get strong. tetanus from falling down into the trash, I think. But that's fine. <laughs> He's up on his T-app. <laughs> I think that uh, you know, Bill sees this happen. You swing, and the uh, the horrible Georgie monster knocks you back, and immediately almost without even having to think about it i think that i am going to uh do the same to, to swing out at this monster and try to attack it um because when push comes to shove even in this situation even being confronted with this vision of you know this thing that has tormented bill for his entire life he's in a place now where that's not the thing that matters most Mm, okay. <laughs> and I'm going to roll some dice and hopefully it's going to mean something that's going to back that up. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I rolled a four. <laughs> oh, no. Plus one. Plus one is a five. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so, so what happens? What do you, what do you do to, to Georgie and what is, Georgie do back? That's a great question. I think that I I have these bicycle handlebars, and you know what I think I do? I think I just, like, leap at this thing, like, fully feral. I think I'm just trying to, like, knock Georgie ghost to the ground, or it Georgie. It's not a ghost, I guess. It's like a monster. It's a horrific clown thing. Um, (laughs) And I think I am just trying to, like, you know, with the handlebars out in front of me, maybe, like, ideally what I want to happen is that I pin it to the ground, like, between these handlebars, these bicycle handlebars, because that would be dope if it worked, which it didn't. Well, Um, I I think you can still do that. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then it throws me off. Yeah. So, like, it, it, you do that, you've got it, like, pinned with, uh, like, by its neck with your, your handlebars. And then I, I feel like, it, it does this really weird shaking of the head, super unnatural. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, you kind of see Pennywise's face just, like, flash. And then he, like, smiles, showing you all of his disgusting teeth. Oh, that's so good. Just uh, throws you across the room. Oh, yeah. Just completely. Um, and Bill hits the ground hard, completely winded, and, like, rolls... Um, and I think something else that I want to get before somebody else takes a turn is I think like Bill rolls a little and then lands on his back. And as I am looking up, I suddenly realize where this like horrific light has come from because I see the deadlights. Ooh. Uh-oh. Are you like staring at these? Is this going to I don't happen? think I'm, st- I think okay. it's something where like I look at them and then immediately recognize like, oh shit, no, like this is a bad thing. I remember this thing. Um, and And go to like, you know, avert my eyes, um, cover my face. And I think that Bill, like, tries to shout out to warn about this, but is, again, completely winded by what just happened and can't quite manage words. Um, Mm. I'd like to pick up from there. Um, Eddie sees this entire scene play out and is still a little bit away from this. Um, Stopped, you know, holding hands with people and whatever. 
and <laughs> uh, sees this occurrence and his heart starts racing and he starts to sweat and he's starting to back up slowly from the group and he knows there's no door behind him but he starts kind of losing it a little bit and he starts trying to pat himself down for his inhaler remembering that I got crushed in the hand of some shadow creatures and his back hits a wall and with that I think that he feels something chilling behind him Behind Eddie, we see the shadowy silhouette of one Richard B. Tozier. What's his middle name? Okay, sorry, go ahead. It's just me. I'm just standing there. <laughs> no, it's the it's the shadow person from earlier, oh. you know? The callback. Oh. Oh, good callback. Yeah. I love it. Uh, except instead of just being a regular human, uh, this Richard Tozier... <laughs> has a few more limbs Ew. than possibly a normal oh, person. God. Would have. Spider Richie, I hate oh, it. May I? May I? Yeah. I think that this 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 shadowy kind of uh half corporeal, half like kind of um intangible thing is drip drip dripping some f- like disgusting funky sewer water. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, you can feel it soaking oh, through the back of your shirt. Bit, and it's like, oh. I ew. hate this in a good way. I, I This sucks in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Its fingers right. curl Whoa. around your shoulder and you feel the cold damp seeping through the fabric. Okay. <laughs> and you know that this monster is completely heterosexual. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh no. I, Just really driving it home. part. <laughs> I, I'm gonna do a thing, and it, it. I don't know that this is going to fully work, but I'm gonna. It, I've, I'm going to have turned around and seen this, and I'm gonna look at Richie specifically. And I'm going to utilize this lovely little move here called "Trust Me," and the advice is simply, Richie, do something. I'm assuming also because you are closest to them. This is gonna sound really shitty, but Richie thinks Mike means something about uh, Stan and Bill because he hasn't <laughs> turned around to look at Eddie. <laughs> so that's uh, awesome. No, I think that's good. I don't know if this would count towards my contrary move. Uh, it's Ooh, the first part maybe. is when you seek out and receive someone's honest advice on the best course of action, and then you do something else instead. Take one memory, but if you do exactly the opposite of their advice, you also take plus one ongoing on any moves you make pursuing that course. I don't know. No, I think you should totally yeah. get plus one on going for doing the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Richie's going to go try to like uh, help Stan and Bill up. <laughs> like, okay, okay, I'm going. So yeah, he goes over to Stan, who I think is closer. Yeah. Um, I'm taking yeah. the trash heap right now. Okay. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Richie's going to start helping Stan out of the, the tetanus traps trash heap. Uh, oh. Yuck. Oh, that's not what I meant, but okay. Um, <laughs> that was whispered. Whispered just to. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, okay. Meanwhile, I do think. Uh, we haven't heard anything from Beverly in a hot minute. Um, yeah. Where yeah. am I in relation to what's happening right now? I'm trying to find out where what's going on. You're on the outer edge of the room, probably closer to Eddie and that whole situation than you are to anything else that's happening okay. in the middle. Yeah. Um. Then if I made you something a little unhinged, 
Um, please. Uh, that's all we're doing yeah, here, yes. Fair enough. Um, I think um, uh, Beverly uh, pulls uh, from the, you know, from pulls out uh, the hairspray and the lighter um, and as if she's done this before, uh, flicks the lighter open, lights it, sprays the hairspray just directly up into the air, creating a burst of flame up toward, like, the distant ceiling, as if she's trying to get, like, send off, like, a flare or, like, a signal at something and just get some attention and just mm-hmm. yells, mm-hmm. Hey, you got something for me, motherfucker? Damn. I'm, I'm in love with her. Do I'm you... Now. Do that you look powerful. up when you do this, or do you just oh, I look up. fire off this thing above your head? Oh my you god, do you just get caught in the deadlights? <laughs> you got something for me, motherfucker! I'll fight. <laughs> oh, Actually, god. no. No, I don't look up. I think I just do it over my head. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> were you gonna catch me in the deadlights if I looked up? Was that what was that? No. I think you have to, like, roll for it if you're looking directly into yeah. them, but so, it's fine. Addison, you want to... You, you want to, like, get the attention of things? Yes. Do we need to roll for that to see if it works? Or... I, I would say roll to protect yeah. someone. Yeah, that's like um, sort okay. of a distraction move. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that's what that feels like to me. Yes. I would yeah. say go for that. Yeah. I forgot there are other moves in Monster of the Week. Yeah, it's just yeah, right. ass. That's it. I mean, <laughs> and, like, move. act under pressure. That's a nine. Total. Cool, that's a mixed success. Okay, real, real quick. Before, um, would we count this as a protect somebody? Yeah, I would count it as a protect somebody. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. I actually have a move. Uh, thank you, Christine Priebus of uh, Back to Dairy fame. <laughs> um, I have a move called Always the Victim. When another hunter uses protect someone to protect you, they gain one memory or take one plus forward. Ooh, when you sweet. fight your way out of the danger without help, you gain one plus memory or take one plus forward. So, so this would be the forward. Since, forward. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, that's that's on you. Um, and since you're protecting me and you got a mixed success oh. of nine and then you get the plus one, that's actually oh, ten. Thank you. <laughs> Damn. No, <So>. thank you. <laughs> uh, so what happens? If I, if I may, uh, I think that the Richie monster successfully distracted and protected um, is going to still menace you. Well, uh, yes. <laughs> and I, I would love to know what you do with that. What I do with it menacing me? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think, I mean, if you want, like, flavor text, I can provide that. Um, I think Richie, I don't know if it changes forms. I think it spider walks over to you with its many limbs. Um, I think at this point it's probably just all big spider, no no real Richie left. Gross. <laughs> You're Ugh. so right, though. Oh, I hate it, but yes, yeah. Okay, I'm going to shoot some more fire uh, from my makeshift flamethrower at it. Sweet. Hell yeah. yeah. Nice. I mean, I think if it's starting to menace mm-hmm. Beverly, then part of what makes sense to me personally, and this doesn't have to be your thing, um, I think as it's like making its way towards you on its creepy, spindly, shadowy legs, it's also like shifting and changing as it moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Richie parts of it become much less Richie-like, but they are still sort of humanoid, and I think they become taller and broader and it's this sort of shifting into this like weird aggressive masculine boogeyman thing that starts to look a lot like your possibly dead Ooh. ex-husband i don't know is he still I laying think- at the bottom Ooh. of your stairs back in chicago probably, probably. <laughs> i think also 
too that even though we didn't really get to see it this is def you can hear these voices coming out of several different mouths and this was absolutely what was terrorizing you back in that apartment <gasps> oh this my is the god same old lady that shifted this is her this is all of them and they're all coming out with these many mouths these many maws some of them are your ex-husband some of them are henry bowers some of them are other bullies and other people and some of them are your dad mm-hmm. <laughs> some of them are your dad is a sentence that has no right to sound that menacing but god it was creepy <laughs> beverly aren't you out a little late beverly come on you bitch Come on, you stupid little cunt. Okay, I'm gonna roll to kick some ass. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, needed, I needed just one. Yo, like... I think I think Ben might roll to kick some ass too. Fuck yeah. Come fucking fight Both with me. Both of you make I simultaneous need... rolls to kick some ass. Come through. Oh. I think uh currently also just for some De- Beverly dialogue flavor text, I keep shaking my hand. Ryan, uh the shaking of a hairspray can right here, please. Um uh shaking it up, trying to really get it like Get ready and um, fuck you. That trick doesn't work on me anymore. I'm not scared of you. And then I'm going to, That's which is that? Would that be? That would be tough. Let me roll. Tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kick some yes. asses. Okay, well, bad news. Dear God, we're rolling so bad today. I rolled a four. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I think then what happens is this creature. You know what? I'll I'll have someone else do this. I'm very <laughs> so. I think I, I I'm gonna need a little bit of character from you, but uh, you see. Yes, of course. Of and course. I think narratively, what makes sense is that Beverly drew this Richie monster away from you because you froze up, and and you know you were scared and you were getting menaced, and and like she always does, Beverly protects her friends in a somewhat reckless way, even. Um, but. You can see, like, it's in slow motion, this thing raising its creepy mandibles, um, and it's it's gonna get Beverly in a, a quite a serious way <laughs> um, if, uh, if nothing happens, and Ben is too far away. And I think that it's not just that this monster is attacking Beverly, it's that, you know, Bill is halfway across the room gasping for air, and... Richie is helping Stan up after Stan also tried to rush in. And, you know, Ben and Beverly are are staring this monster in the face. And the only person who hasn't been jumping into this fight, the only person who has been standing frozen to the spot out of fear is you. And you feel so much like you did as a child. You feel so much like you did in Niebolt Street the first time around. And if there's one thing that you've decided for yourself in the past 24 fucked up hours, it's that you don't want to be that person anymore. As he thinks this, he looks over at Mike and he sees the light shining on Mike and his profile. And he looks at him just doing what he can and remembers what Mike told him. Takes a deep breath. And he goes, Braver than you think. Braver than you think. Braver than you think. Braver than you think. And he takes something from off the ground. 
and he holds it in his hand. It's some sort of fence piece, some sort of metal side of some sort of fence that has a sharp edge onto it. And he takes another deep breath and goes, braver than you think, braver than you think, braver than you think, braver than you think. And he starts to run and he aims his fence piece spear (laughs) from the trash at this big monster's many shifting faces and keeps going, braver than you think, braver than you think, braver than you think. And he reels back to stab this creature in the face. I think you do have to roll to kick some ass here. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Uh, sorry, I'm using a dice roller. <gasps> mm-hmm. I just realized okay. I'm home and I can actually use dice, but I won't, oh, I'm not going to get up right now. Okay. Mm. Oh, damn. Oh, boy. I did get a seven. Okay. Makes sense. That's, 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 that's perfect. That's actually literally <laughs> yeah. perfect. That's right what we now. needed. <laughs> uh-huh. Um,. I think that you know, this is a moment where you know you reel back and like braver than you think, braver than you think, and you shove this thing forward with all of the force and all of the strength that you've summoned in your body, and it's a lot. And you feel the sensation of this thing plunging into, I don't know, skin or or tar or shadows or like anything. It's this horrible crunching feeling and you just keep driving it forward and you look up and all of these faces are looking shocked somehow and anguished and you've done this thing and there's this feeling of elation in you there's this triumphant sensation that's welling up inside you this almost euphoric gleeful manic catharsis that you did it. You did this moment. You hit the monster. You stabbed it directly in its messy face. And then all of a sudden, there's the worst pain you've ever known. Yeah, I think this creature, which started out pretty spidery, but is shifting and changing and growing all these faces, and and it is this sort of, like, bubbling mass of disgusting, like, energy and uh, sewage and it's so fucking gross um, but as you stab it in its face and it, I think it, it lets out a really inhuman shriek but it grows a face, it grows another face under its original face, sorry that sounded stupid but <laughs> <laughs> it, it grows another face and it lunges forward and it tears off uh, your forearm from its sling. 